0: Hi, hey y'all, hi, what is up, what's up y'all, what's up, welcome back to another episode of Black News, it's Cornelia here back again and so happy and excited to be with you all for another week and another list of fantastic and just all around good topics, in case y'all are new to the podcast, let me explain it one more time and I don't gotta keep doing this but I'ma do it for y'all black news is a weekly podcast where i break down current events hot topics and local stories involving black people this is where you come and this is where we go and this is where we powwow to talk about what's going on with us okay so continue to congregate continue to spread the word and continue to pass the tid about black news to all your friends and family and continue to support we out here all right first things first Continue to like and subscribe to Black News Podcast on all apps where podcasts can be heard. Y'all been doing such a good job leaving uh, comments on Apple Podcasts, rating five stars, spreading the word doing the damn thing letting everybody know telling friends your enemies telling your aunties cousins your mom and them all of them y'all been killing it so please continue to do that and please continue to support the podcast that's how we grow that's how we continue the black news movement so thank y'all so much and just just keep doing what you're doing y'all out here killing it okay you're killing it all right let's get into it I saw a social media flyer for a concert with Maxwell, Anthony Hamilton, and Joe. I also, y'all know I'm going to that Bone thugs and harmony versus 3-6 Mafia versus. If I would have had some lead-in time, I would went to Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. I say all that to say that I have made the decision. I no longer want to go to concerts if the artist ain't over 40 years old. You gotta be over 40 for me to want to go. Now, that doesn't say like if Drake have a concert, I might get tickets. If somebody young that I'm fooling with go, I'm going to get tickets. I saw Ari Lennox perform. I will go see her again because she be jamming. Lucky day, he young. I will go see him. They got old souls. Okay. They got 40 year old souls. I'm going to see them. But across the board if we talk if we talk about straight performances and people booking these gigs and they on stage performing like they got bills okay i don't want to see you if you don't act 40 plus or if you ain't 40 plus i don't want to go i don't want to go i'm not getting tickets if you ain't got gray hair or stomach period Or even if you don't got gray hair and stomach. Because Ashanti, I will go see Ashanti. And Ashanti, about 40 at this point, she ain't got gray hair or a stomach. But y'all get what I'm trying to say. I want to enjoy all of the nostalgia, all of the jams, all of the stuff that I remember and love. I want to sing all of the lyrics. I want to rap all of the songs. And I, again, came to that conclusion. This was mainly, though, Guess it was sparked by that flyer with Maxwell, Anthony, and Joe. But also, we saw a couple months ago floating around that Dave Hollister, Carl Thomas, and I believe Donnell Jones was about to start teaming up. Y'all, that's my kind of party. It ain't going to be nothing but men with fedoras up in there. And that's where I want to be. Okay, Cat Daddy Central. Where the Cat Daddy's at? I want to be there. Okay. I might even get my rent paid. That's where I'm going to be. That's what sparked it really low-key. Because y'all just look like a good time. It's just like a good old time. And that's the vibe I'm on. I want. I want to see Usher. Y'all know Usher over 40. He in his Vegas residency on roller skates. That's that's double teaming. Old oh, well, oh man, and on skates. Y'all just point me in a direction. If the artists don't have an ailment... Like if they ain't, if they don't gotta soak they knee or something before and after the show, I'm. I don't think I'm. I don't think it's the, the the place for me to be. If they ain't on medication of some, I need to. Are you on medication? If so, they are gonna be jamming. I need to go. I mean, as long as they're not like too old. But you know, I take that back because even if look, if Mr. Ron and Mr. Ernie Isley have another concert and another to go around on it. I'm going to the show. I've been to Earth, Wind, and Fire concert before, and I started crying. I bust out crying. I don't know why. It was the spirit of the old of the oldness that got to me. It was a good time. So I'm letting y'all know, and please let me know if you feel the same. We only going to concerts and paying for tickets, the good seats at that. I ain't sitting up in the nosebleeds. I got to sit down with the cat daddies. We only doing this for people who over forty. Please let me know if y'all feel the same. I cannot be alone in this. Three men have been convicted of murder in the case against those men who murdered Ahmad Arbery. So in case you guys have not been paying attention at all for the last, I feel like two years. And, you know, I I feel like nobody has not heard about this case? If you have watched the TV or turned it on at any point during the pandemic, um, before that, uh, well, I I think this this particular situation happened during the pandemic. Either way, if you've been paying attention to the news, black people. Um, You know, things surrounding our safety, all of that. You have heard about Ahmaud Arbery, especially around the movement at one point where all black people and runners in particular were running in his honor. So backstory. Ahmaud Arbery was a young man in Georgia who would run in his neighborhood. Black man. He would stop along the way and go into construction sites like homes that were being built walk around look around you know just take in the scenery and then continue running he was doing this that, that was a part of his routine at one point some white men in the neighborhood decided that um, some of the things that they said were stolen from other people's property had something to do with him they then put all of that information together amongst themselves and decided that Ahmad Arbery was a criminal and that he deserved their form of justice. That, that vigilante um, justice that we often hear about, um, especially when in regards to white people in, in their neighborhoods in, in the South. Okay. Cause this, we hear about it more in the South, but Basically, um, it was three gentlemen, one, Greg McMichael, the young, he was the father. The son was Travis McMichael, and then their neighbor, uh, William Robbie Bryant. One day, they saw Ahmaud running down the street. They decided to grab their shotguns, got in their pickup truck, chased Ahmaud down while he was running and ended up shooting him because, according to them, they felt like they were it was in self-defense they felt like they had to shoot him because they were defending themselves the father and the son told police that they suspected that Ahmad was fleeing a burglary Um, but we saw in the court case that came out there was no burglary he was not stealing anything there was no wrongdoing he was basically hunted down and murdered in the street by these three men It got caught on videotape and now they were convicted. So this case brought up a lot of things, right? One, it brought up that idea that black people can't do anything without being accused of something. We can't go buy Skittles. We can't have tea in our hand. We can't watch TV. We can't go to the store. We can't sell loose cigarettes. We can't uh, breathe. We can't listen to music in a parking lot. We can't play with a toy gun in, in a park. In this case, we can't jog. We can't do anything without being criminalized. But we see in this case, um, the, the outcome, I won't even say in our favor, because if the outcome were in our favor, mob would still be alive. But the court, the, the, the judgment of the court landed in our favor about convicting these men. So they were each found guilty on multiple counts. Gregory, which is the dad, he was found guilty of uh, malice murder, not guilty. He was not guilty of malice murder, but guilty of four counts of felony murder, two counts of aggra- aggravated assault, one count of false imprisonment, and one count of criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. Travis, the son, he was found guilty of malice murder, four counts of felony murder, the two counts of, aggra- of aggravated assault, one count of false imprisonment, and then the one count of criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. Roddy, who was the one, I believe it was his cell phone video, the one that tried to go on CNN and act like he didn't do nothing wrong, but then was quickly yanked off the air and when he realized, oh shit, this you in this too. And tried to get a plea deal in, in the last, in the 25th hour, and they rejected it. He was not guilty of malice murder, guilty of one count of felony murder, guilty of one count of aggravated assault, but then also guilty of the false imprisonment and the criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. Just so y'all know, all of these charges have a, uh, face. they face a mandatory life sentence in prison. They face, again, a mandatory life sentence in prison. This was a mostly white jury. And all of this, again, is because they didn't mind a damn business and felt like they had the right to hunt this young man down and kill him because he didn't, essentially, he didn't do what they said. They wanted him to stop and do all this shit. No, he didn't comply. So they killed him. So there has been, you know, again, different conversations about this scenario, right? One, self-defense. A lot of cases that we see in regards to people killing black people, especially in the South, there's that claim of self-defense. Stand your ground. We saw that with George Zimmerman when he hunted down Trayvon Martin and ended up killing him. He said it was self-defense, which is absurd how you gonna hunt somebody down and then they defend themselves and now you in self-defense we saw him get off in this case we see these men try to pull the same thing but they um were co- eventually convicted now in order to even get this case to go to trial if you guys remember or in case you didn't you don't this came about because of public pressure somebody the cell phone video leaked And the backlash hit the fan, which caused all of this to happen. Because the original, I believe the DA, all of the powers that be in this county and in this city buried this. They saw the video. They saw the footage. They saw, read the police report. And they were like, oh, nothing. No, this was justified. Swept it under the rug. But it wasn't until the public got wind of it and put the pressure on And to make this happen. So if it wasn't for all of those things, all of those things, this case would have never even made it to court, which is very telling. And it speaks to the concept of the idea of how many other Ahmaads are there where something like this has happened in the north, south, east and west. And it just got swept under the rug because the powers that be in that community were like, nah. We think it's good, it's justified. Ahmad would have never gotten justice. We would have never, we would have never went through this whole case. A lot of stuff was going on during the court case. Some some black pastors. I know Reverend. I believe Reverend Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson were there. The lawyers for those three men who killed Ahmad were trying to say that we should have a mistrial because there's too many black pastors coming through. It was just a bunch of BS. Literally, they were trying everything to win this case in whichever way that they could. Turns out mm-hmm. too late. Jake, so sorry. Should have minded your business and you, your clients wouldn't have been locked up. So kudos for that jury, which again was a majority all white jury, because y'all know how when it comes to cases like this and the the, the jury's supposed to look like your peers and that necessarily isn't your peers. We and we're not necessarily trusting of that, but they came through and did what they needed to do. We're also still pending, I, I believe, a federal trial because their acts were deemed a hate crime. So on top of, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. If y'all have done some other research and y'all said otherwise, please correct me because I don't want y'all out here spreading false information based on what you heard on Black News. Okay, we, I, I, I I'm on that so. If I'm mistaken, please correct me. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe they could still face more time if this was deemed a hate crime. So you know what I think it was deemed a hate. It was a hate crime. Let's stay tuned to see what happens with that one. But based on what we know right now, mandatory life sentence for all of them. Y'all should have kept y'all ass in the house and minded all business and y'all wouldn't be in the slammer. Okay. How did you guys feel about the case. Were y'all worried about the outcome? Were y'all concerned? Did y'all feel like they were gonna get convicted? You know, I was up in the air, but I was watching the, the trial on and off. And towards there was one point where the the attorney on Ahmad's side basically asked Travis who was the the boy and he ain't a boy. he's like thirty some years old but he act like a damn boy. Asked him clearly she was like did Ahmad like attack you did he have this did he do all of these things did he approach was he aggressive towards you and she said it like in a better way of course more specific but all of his answers were basically no and after I saw that I was like oh he they going to jail because he basically admitted that Ahmad did nothing wrong and they still shot that young man to death so let me know what your thoughts are prayers to his mother, his family. It's been a long road. She broke down in court many a times, and I'm sure this has been a heavy burden to carry. But all of the attorneys, um, everybody that was supporting her in this case came through in the clutch and got that conviction. So, you know, shout out to everybody involved prayers for Ahmad, his his mom, and, and all of the parties that were affected by this. In sad news, Virgil Abloh, who was 41 years old, the designer, one of the designers for Louis Vuitton and the founder and CEO of Off-White, died of cancer this past week, again, at the young, very young age of 41 he had i believe a form of cancer called cardiac angiosarcoma i had to look it up because it was very rare it's a very rare form that it's surrounding the heart um let me read specifics about it it can cause primary and secondary tumors to form in the muscle or blood vessels of the heart as well as other areas of the body. And I again, I've never heard of this particular form of cancer, but it sounds like it was very aggressive and he's been privately battling this for about two years. Um, So it, it eventually took a, the took a turn for the worse and he ended up passing away. I'd also read that the survival rate for this form of cancer is not high. People are often given a certain amount of time to live. And from what it looks like a lot of people and they don't see a lot of people living long once they have this this type of cancer. So just tragic all around. A lot of different people have been giving online tributes and talking about his impact and their relationships with him. So it's just it's just sad. Right. Especially when people die young. And within the black community, I think we are especially sensitive and and traumatized when we hear that people are dying of cancer and they had this secret battle. Because if y'all remember, this is similar to Chadwick Boseman and us finding out that he passed away. We had no clue that he had a four-year battle with colon cancer. We just were living our lives one day and randomly we see an Instagram post on his page saying that he passed and he was in this fight no clue. So just devastating. And you know, it, it, it depends on how you want to deal with your personal battles, right? Cancer or some a diagnosis like this, they're very serious. It is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a hard battle to, to fight. And sometimes you don't need everybody reminding you that you are fighting for your life. You don't need, every time you do an interview, all your peers check, oh, you okay? How you feel? feeling? Oh. Sometimes you just don't need that. Sometimes you don't need it. Sometimes you don't want to loop people in until they need to be looped in. And depending on your industry, sometimes you can't tell people. In the case of Chadwick... Look, I'm a believer of Chadwick would not have been able to work again if he would have told the studios and these people that he had cancer because you have to ensure these movies and you have to be able to ensure that your cast can deliver. And if he would have probably said he had cancer, that brother would not have worked with Virgil. um, It's not that same type of, you know, that same that same thing on the line. But it may have affected his ability to do what he loved, which was create art, design, and be in that fashion world and be that visionary. So I respect his decision and his family's decision to to keep this private. I hope that he was able to accomplish all of or at least a lot of the things that he personally set out to do. I hope that his purpose And his opinion was fulfilled and we can pray for his family, his friends, his loved ones. He has some small children as well, because I know they are devastated by this, this hard loss. Again, he was 41 years old and just an icon in fashion, right? Just an icon. So blessings and prayers to his loved ones. And let me know, were you guys affected by this loss? How did you take the news and react to it? Did it knock you down? Did it did it shed some light on like this form of cancer in your own health? And maybe you know somebody that's battling and struggling. Um, so maybe it brought up some other things for you. But if so, feel free to share share them with me. Hit me up at Canelia on social media and let me know. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you again for supporting the podcast and continuing to spread the word, telling all your friends and family and liking and subscribing. I appreciate it. We are growing. We are getting bigger and stronger numbers. So I am so thankful for you all. And I ask that you please continue to do that. And when I say like and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit that five stars, leave a comment. People read those. They get the feedback. They're like, you know what? That sounds good. Let me hear what she got to say. That's what we want and continue to do so. Hit me up on social media if you guys have topic suggestions. I'm at Canelia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's at Canelia like Kenny and Ophelia. I say this every week and I'm going to say it again. I got shows, y'all. I'll be out here. I'll be out here on the weekends kicking it on stage. Check my website or check my social media, specifically Instagram, to get show dates and ticket information. Especially if you come flying into town, maybe y'all here on vacation, definitely come to to a show. It's going to be a good time. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening to Black News and supporting the podcast. Make sure you guys go out here and have a fantastic week. Continue to kill it, doing what you're doing. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye!